From TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monyoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. A couple of weeks ago, we had uh, Joe Wose, uh, syndicated cartoonist, uh, on the broadcast. And we one of the things we talked about is there's a surprising amount for the size of the city. There's a surprising amount of cartoon and artistic talent that has come out of the Pittsburgh area. There's also a surprising, perhaps even better known pool of talent of writers that have come out of the Pittsburgh area and a local uh, teaching professor at Penn State Greater Allegheny is working on a project to kind of catalog that and bring some of that to life again with his students. James Jap is Associate Teaching Professor of English at Penn State Greater Allegheny. He has also just created the Pittsburgh Literature Project. Good morning. Good morning, Jason. So tell us, uh, the, uh, tell us first of all, what is the Pittsburgh Literature Project? Let's just start there. Okay, well, it's great to be here. Yeah, well, thanks. Thank you very much. Um, well, it's a, it's a project that I'm starting at Penn State Greater Allegheny, and we are going to focus on famous authors, perhaps not so famous authors, all who came from Pittsburgh. Um, When I started doing some research a couple of years ago, I was surprised at the number of authors and uh, that came from Pittsburgh, who came from Pittsburgh, and then the, the significant amount of work that is centered on Pittsburgh. And so when I started doing some digging and some more research, I found this whole pool of both what I would say are frontline authors and then perhaps lesser well-known authors. Uh, and we've been researching that for the last few months, and we're, we're, hoping, we're hoping this project takes off a little bit. So how, how the, I can see why this, this would be of interest to a professor, to an academic. How does it get integrated into classwork? How are the students involved? Well, I have some upper-level uh, English major students doing some of the basic research right now, uh, digging through uh, the archives to find various authors and their works, and really focusing on their connections to the city. Uh, someone like perhaps Gertrude Stein uh, was born in Pittsburgh, but no one ever really talks about her connections to the city. And so I'm having my students and I'm working on this project to kind of explore those connections. James Jap is our guest this morning. He's an associate teaching professor of English at Penn State Greater Allegheny in McKeesport. And he's working on something called the Pittsburgh Literature Project. And that's what we're talking about is that project and also about writers and why so many of them, why Pittsburgh has generated so many of them. How far back chronologically are you going? Well, we could we could get our start with Hugh Henry Brackenridge, with the founder of the University of Pittsburgh, Found, I believe. Founder of Pittsburgh, yeah. founder of uh, what is now the the Post Gazette or the first yeah. newspaper in the city. He he lugged a printing press across the state to Pittsburgh, um, and he wrote a he wrote a number of things related to the Whiskey Rebellion. Um, he wrote something called a Modern Chivalry. Which was probably in this, I, I, I'm maybe the early 1790s, which is a, an American uh, Don Quixote. Uh, it's a, 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 a the main character is like traveling throughout the the new nation, and he has a sidekick who's 
not very bright. And um, so, so Brackenridge was writing fiction then. Yes. Okay. Because I that was the next question I was going to ask you is when we say um, author, are we talking creative nonfiction, journalistic nonfiction, or fiction? Well, for me as an English professor, it started off looking at fiction. Okay. I was looking at Willa Cather. Okay. And sure. Willa Cather's connections to the city, and. Of course, I would expand expand it to drama with August Wilson and and various examples of poetry, but creative nonfiction. Um, you know, I'm hoping. I mean, and I, I've seen some of this. We've kind of, I've kind of found authors who were very popular at the time, but we don't really know about them today. So. It could be creative nonfiction. It can be nonfiction. There are quality yeah. examples of David that. McCullough David McCullough being one of them. Uh, James Jap is our uh, guest this morning. He is Associate Teaching Professor of English at Penn State Great for Allegheny. And we're talking about his newest effort called the Pittsburgh Literature Project. Jump back to Hugh Henry Brackenridge. Um, <laughs> he was would have been writing in the mid to late 18th century. So Correct. 1770, 1780, that period. Right. Okay. Right. Early 1800s. And you were talking about this book that he wrote. You said it's called Modern Chivalry. Modern Chivalry. And it's a is it meant to be a comedy? Is it meant to be dramatic? It, it's a comedy. Like okay. I said, it's similar to Don Quixote. We've yeah. got a character who's somewhat clueless, being having a sidekick. It's terrible. It's, I was just it? that was my next question. Was this any good by modern <laughs> well, standards? Uh, I did not enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not going to blurb the cover. I don't want to step on anyone's toes who might Ter- be a this Hugh book Henry Brackenridge is fan. quote unquote terrible, says James Jamp, Penn State. Um, but yeah. it's the first novel written uh, in this area in Pittsburgh. Yes. Okay. Um, was novel writing even because in my mind, novel writing is really 19th century, right? For for especially for American right. literature. Correct. Yeah, okay. we don't see many novels. So this is one of the earliest examples. Uh, it's more, you know, a series of tales put together as as a novel. So it's not that he uh, did it well. It's just that he did it at all. <laughs> as, correct. As, to paraphrase correct. Samuel Johnson. Okay. Um, uh, who do we? Who would we regard as one of the first good uh, literature writers from the Pittsburgh area? Well, that's an interesting. Uh, How do you define good? <laughs> exactly. Okay. Um, there's quite a few in the early tw- late 19th and early 20th century. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to dig for some of these um, earlier works. Mm-hmm. So around the time, you know, we have Willa Cather, we have O. Henry. Uh, have, I didn't realize that O. Henry has a connection to Pittsburgh. Yeah, he lived here for several years. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure if it was before or after he went to jail. Okay. Um, but he, uh, for, for, for something. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, so, uh, you know, it's still a work in progress to find yeah. some of these earlier authors connected to the city. Of course, when the city was growing in with industry, there were more people available, more writers, more more readers at the time. Uh, we're, we're talking with James Jap. He's an associate teaching professor of English at Penn State, Great for Allegheny. He's begun something uh, with his students called the Pittsburgh Literature Project. Is there going to be a website? I guess we should talk about that maybe later on in the half hour. What is the end product going to be? Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what the end product is. And it may not is. be an it's end. It may be a continuing. Right. And as we discover more of these authors, I'm hoping we can find more depth. I'd really like to kind of create a website, um, a digital humanities kind of thing. Yeah. Um, a couple of years ago, I helped develop 
a walking tour of downtown Pittsburgh in connection to Willa Cather. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've mentioned her a couple yeah, times. Yeah, tell us about her. She's my primary area of scholarship, and she spent 10 years living in Pittsburgh from 1896 to 1906. When did What brought her to Pittsburgh? She was a newspaper editor, mm-hmm. and she worked at the Pittsburgh Leader and several other newspapers in town. Uh, and then she became a, a school teacher over on the north side and, and another h- high school downtown. So, and then she continued to live in Pittsburgh for, or, or to visit Pittsburgh for 10 more years. And so she had a long connection to the city. And a few years ago, I was doing some research on her. And I realized that there were a lot of Pittsburgh references in her, in her fiction. Um, and there are six stories that are set in Pittsburgh. And so I've been researching that and her life here. And it's been very, uh, and that's how I've kind of gotten started with this project, transferred or kind of moved it on to other Pittsburgh writers. Let's uh, pause right there and uh, take a quick 30-second break. When we come back, let's pick it up with Willa Catherine. Let's also pick it up with that 1890s to 1900s period, which is where journalism in the United States is really coming into its own. Fiction writing is is coming into its own. And for Pittsburgh and for the Mon Valley area, that was this area of explosive growth, sometimes literally, right? Uh, James Jap is our guest this morning. We're talking about writing, and in particular about his Pittsburgh Literature Project. He's an associate teaching professor of English at Penn State Greater Allegheny in McKeesport. And you are listening to Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 and 101.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, Internet Radio, WMCK.FM, and TubeCityOnline.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Two Rivers, 30 Minutes. Support comes from the readers of TubeCityOnline.com and the Tube City Almanac, and we thank them for their support. If you'd like to contribute, please visit our website, call us at 412-614-9659, or email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com. And welcome back. Our guest this morning is James Jap. He's an associate teaching professor of English at Penn State Greater Allegheny. We're talking about writers from Pittsburgh and about his new Pittsburgh literature project. I'm assuming not much is online, like you don't have a website or anything people can go to at this point. Not at this point, yes. Okay. So when we took the break, we were talking about uh, Willa Cather, um, who uh, spent 10 years in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was at one time called, I believe, the Gateway to the West. And, you know, it's hard to believe now because Pittsburgh is kind of considered almost an East Coast city. But this was still the frontier up until the mid-1800s. So I'm assuming a lot of these writers, am I correct, came through Pittsburgh because they were mm-hmm. on their way to uncharted territory. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, um, you know, around the 1890s, the turn of the century, the, the population, I think, tripled. And so there, were a, there was also this new middle class that required more entertainments. They mm-hmm. had more leisure time. And so Pittsburgh was a big stop on the theater circuit, on the opera circuit. I believe at one point there were eight theaters downtown. And that's where Willa Cather got her start, reviewing and writing about Pittsburgh's theater and music scene. And if we look at some of her fiction, we see a lot of opera singers, a lot of actors, a lot of artistic people that she likely, based on sometimes on people she met Met while in Pittsburgh. While in Pittsburgh. Let's pause for just a second there because I want to ask you about 
you, you, you alluded to uh, one of your earlier projects, which was uh, mapping downtown Pittsburgh. Uh, tell us about yourself. Uh, where did you grow up, and, and from where does this love of literature come? Well, I'm, uh, I grew up in Houston, Pennsylvania. Yeah, right down near Cannonsburg, right Washington down County. Near sure. sure. Uh, and my father was a steel worker, and I've always been interested in Pittsburgh history, okay. and I've always had a love of literature. I went away to school at the University of Dayton, and... Go Flyers. Uh, go Flyers, and then came back to Pittsburgh and earned my master's and PhD in English, both from Duquesne University. And how long have you been teaching at Penn State? I've been at Penn State, uh, Greater Allegheny, once Penn State McKeesport, yeah. for 21 years. Very cool. Okay. And I've, uh, I've had hundreds of, almost thousands of students go through my classes over the years. Now, your, your focus of your own personal research, then, is American literature, early American literature, or the entire sort of over? Um, the... My area right now is is Willa Cather, yeah, okay. yeah. and um, recently had an, an international seminar on her that was focused on her Pittsburgh life and years. So I was directing that seminar. This was last June, and you know this has been this Pittsburgh literature project. I view as kind of a component of that, or, or maybe it's the other way around. Um, the Cather project is going to be connected to this overall Pittsburgh project. I, who would have been some of her contemporaries that people m might also recognize? Well, I'm not sure. Uh, contemporaries, Mary Roberts Reinhardt, a mm -hmm. uh, famous mystery writer. Um, Hervey Allen, okay. who was another novelist from Pittsburgh, was very popular in his time. He might have been a little later. Um, I'm not sure about the writers from Pittsburgh around her time. But there was, uh, like I said, there was quite a bit of art and uh, uh, music scene going on at that time. And is it, this is a this is an almost impossible question to ask and or answer, but <laughs> I will ask it anyways. Why is it that people, you know, we we started off talking and kind of joking a little bit about Hugh Henry Brackenridge writes this terrible novel, but of course nobody else was writing novels at that point, so he's didn't have much to base it on. Um, but for someone like Willa Cather, outside of people who are really fans of literature, might be a name they don't recognize and may never have read any of her work. Why do writers go out of circulation? Ooh, there's a lot of reasons yeah. for that. I mean, that like, is Mark, an impossible Mark, question. Mark, Mark Twain continues to be read. Agatha Christie continues to be read. Um, there, there are some of these popular writers who continue to be read, but others... Right, Mary Roberts Reinhardt, who is, 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 yeah. who is considered the American Agatha Christie, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. who wrote the novel, I think it's The Crystal Chandelier. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking that. Um, but she, her reputation hasn't survived as well as, say, Agatha Christie. Uh, there's a lot of factors involved, I would say, including popularity, um, whoever decides what should go in a certain anthology, mm -hmm. uh, what gets taught at universities. Uh, just to interrupt for just for a second, just so I can reintroduce you. James Jap is associate teaching professor of English at Penn State Greater Allegheny. He's working on something called the Pittsburgh Literature Project. He and his students are cataloging. Is that the correct way to say? Starting to research and then planning on events yeah. and activities to, that we're going to highlight these some of these writers, authors um, spanning. 250 years, more or less. Correct. Yes. I, one thing that strikes me is uh, several years ago, I read the Marsha Davenport book, The Valley of Decision. Mm -hmm. um, and that book, in a lot of ways, is difficult to get through. It's written in a very sort of florid, 
romantic style. It's a, it's a very colorful, but but you mm-hmm. can sort of at times you feel like you're plotting. A lot of the to me popular 19th century novels and early 20th century novels they are kind of written in a very very uh, uh, what's a broke style almost. Mm-hmm. Is is that one of the factors that means writers don't get read anymore? I think style may have something to do with it. I think we today have a different attention span. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we have a different style. Reading uh, some of my students in one of my classes, we recently read Moby Dick. And it was so different than anything they had ever read. Um, so the style has something to do with it. The reason, I mean, this kind of brings me to the reason for this project I looked around and was seeing how many great authors were from Pittsburgh, and there was nothing in the city that acknowledges their greatness or that they even lived here. Cather, as I said, spent 10 years here and visited for 10 years, yet there's no marker. Um, August Wilson's house is coming along, Mm -hmm. um, but there's so, I think there's so much work to do. we've, We've lost. We, some of our own history by not talking about but is it o- is it often a case that they have to leave Pittsburgh to become famous much like Warhol for instance I think that's true yeah but many keep writing about Pittsburgh August Wilson's 10 yeah. plays are all about Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. Annie Dillard yes is writing about Pittsburgh uh, Rachel Carson wrote about Pittsburgh so they may have to leave but Pittsburgh remains a subject I, w- I want to ask you about some modern authors. Um, we alluded to that a little bit, but I, w- I want to get into some modern authors. Perhaps the best known right now uh, is Michael Chabon. But let me ask you, and this might put you on the spot, and I apologize for that, about McKeesport's only Pulitzer Prize winner, member of the Algonquin Roundtable, Mark Connolly, who would have been very well known in his day in the 1920s and 30s, and now I think is almost completely forgotten. Uh, what, do we, what do we know about him, and is this another case of a writer who's Style doesn't translate. I am going to claim ignorance okay. on Mark Connolly, the Mark Connolly, the Pulitzer winner. Yeah, the Pulitzer Prize winning uh, playwright. Yeah. What uh, do you know? What year that was? That would have been, uh, I believe, late twenties, early nineteen thirties. Okay. A play called The Green Pastures, which I don't think is even produced anymore. Well, we're going to put this down on our list of <laughs> authors. I I have I have uh, stumped. I jeez, I feel like I should go on <laughs> Jeopardy. I feel like I should go on Jeopardy now. Um, but that's someone who you know. I, I think McKee Sporters of a certain age know. Oh, Mark Connolly. I think there's even a plaque at the McKee mm-hmm, Little mm-hmm. Theater commemorating Mark Connolly. But did they ever produce any plays that he's ever written or any of the? I believe he started out as a newspaper journalist. Has anyone ever collected any of the? I don't think so. So this it's sort of a name like Willa Cather or Mary Roberts Reinhardt that. This is this is exactly what this project is designed to do. Um, just because we don't remember them now doesn't necessarily mean that they don't have value. Or I mean, obviously, it's important to understand the time in which they were writing and what was popular at the time. If he won the Pulitzer Prize in the early years of the Pulitzer Prize, that is a significant achievement. Mm-hmm. And um, this is part of the project to try to. To, to rediscover that. That's one aspect of it. Uh, let's pause right there. We have to take our second break. When we come back, let's talk about some of the modern Pittsburgh uh, authors, whether they're based in Pittsburgh or they 
are from Pittsburgh and are writing about the area. Uh, James Jap is an associate teaching professor of English at Penn State Greater Allegheny Campus. He's been there for 21 years, and we're talking about his new Pittsburgh Literature Project, which is something he's working on with his students to highlight some of the writers who have come from the Pittsburgh area. You are tuned to Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 and 101.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, Internet Radio, WMCK.FM, and TubeCityOnline.com. We'll be right back in 30 seconds to wrap things up. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. You know, we're looking for help in getting this show on the air and for help with other projects. If you're interested in the McKeesport area and you'd like to host a program or write articles for the website, call us at 412-614-9659 or email TubeCityTiger.com at gmail.com. Welcome back. Uh, our guest this morning for a few more minutes is James Jap, Associate Teaching Professor of English at Penn State Greater Allegheny in McKeesport. We're talking about Pittsburgh writers and specifically about the Pittsburgh Literature Project. So while we took the break, I looked it up um, on, on the, the expert source for everything, which of course is Wikipedia. Uh, Mark <laughs> Connolly, born in McKeesport in 1890, died in New York City in 1980. Uh, best known for the Green Pastures, which won the Pulitzer Prize for Drama in 1930, and was a member of the Algonquin Roundtable, um, a close friend of George S. Kaufman, uh, among other people, um, and was considered at the time of the 1930s one of the wittiest members of the Algonquin Roundtable. Hmm. Of the of a group of wits of a group of of of, of <laughs> very of wits. witty people yeah very witty people so let's talk about some of the witty people um, who are Pittsburgh based or have Pittsburgh strong Pittsburgh connections today I mentioned Michael Shabon he might be the best known at this point right I would say one of the best known okay I don't know how much he writes about Pittsburgh anymore uh, the mysteries of Pittsburgh and Wonder Boys Wonder Boys are yeah. both set in the city and some of his short stories are. But, uh, yeah, he's one of the more famous persons. One of, one of the, um, I think, important writers is John Edgar Wideman mm-hmm. uh, from Homestead. And he's been coming, he's been returning to the city more and more. He's working with Duquesne University on something called the John Edgar Wideman Project. And so he's been coming to town and working with some young writers. And I think he's one of our uh, great writers. He's He's lived lived here. He's written about the region, and he's still connected to the city. I, I, I'm glad you brought him up, and I'm glad you also brought August Wilson up because I wanted to ask you about diversity. Um, Pittsburgh, for instance, is known for punching above its weight when it comes to jazz. Uh, that a lot of jazz artists, especially the great jazz artists of the 20th century, came out of Pittsburgh, McKeesport, Duquesne, Homestead. Um, what has this sort of melting pot, both of European immigrants and people who migrated up from the south during the Great Northern Migration, how, how has that influenced the literature that has come out of Pittsburgh? Well, I think while we may not know of maybe famous African-American authors from Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh was a stopping ground. The Pittsburgh Courier mm-hmm. published yeah. lots of poetry and literature and a lot of great writers were writing for the courier so i think this is another area that really should be explored um i think richard wright had some works that kind of are are 
set in Pittsburgh or partially set in mm -hmm. Pittsburgh. And so, you know, I think it's that's an area that we should really look look out for. I think there's a, a there was a the, the title is going to escape me right now, but there was a recent book called on Pittsburgh's African American Renaissance. Um, I think Mark Whitaker was the that's author. familiar to me. Mm -hmm. uh, it's called. Uh, I'm sorry, the, the, um, but it was centered on Pittsburgh's renaissance of art and literature and as well as music. James Jap is our guest for a few more minutes. He's an associate teaching professor of English at Penn State Greater Allegheny. He's working on something called the Pittsburgh Literature Project. Uh, let me skip uh, just a little bit to a different, slightly different topic. What role have the colleges and universities of Pittsburgh played because it seems to me one of the other ways that Pittsburgh punches above its weight for a city of its size are the number of quality universities it has besides having a Commonwealth campus of Penn State or actually several Commonwealth campuses of mm -hmm. Penn State in the Pittsburgh area obviously the University of Pittsburgh Carnegie Mellon Duquesne Carlo Chatham Point Park Robert Morris, many of them have strong writing or journalism programs. What role Correct. has that played? Well, I think it's played a significant role. There's, uh, I mean, starting from some of the earlier, earliest journalists in our history, Nellie Bly, for example. Um, and I think we have some great teachers in writing throughout the, 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 the city. So um, I think the universities nurturing the, that type of writing. Um, my campus, for example, has decided to nurture this project. Mm -hmm. And, you know, while it's not necessarily creative writing, it's also historical uh, and critical and a literary uh, dimension to it. So uh, I'm hoping that this can kind of branch out a little bit, uh, maybe be in a multi or interdisciplinary work and uh, kind of grow here as part of the McKeesport area. Uh, let me ask you really an unfair question, and that is <laughs> people ask me sometimes, well, how do you become a writer? And I say, well, the first thing you need to do is learn to read a lot. You need to read whatever field it is you want to write. You need to learn how to read the people in that field. So if you wanted to be a Pittsburgh writer, who would be the gateway oh, writers boy. for that? Oh, boy. Today? Yeah. Modern day writers? Sure. I, um or or classic writers. I mean, if you, if you, if somebody can learn a lesson from whomever, Willa Cather. Well, she's one that I know so well, but she worked for many years as a journalist mm -hmm. and really honed her skills at describing and being concise and um, telling a, a story in a way. Um, John Edgar Wideman for writing about the city. August Wilson for maybe... Um, his work ethic and his desire to express his his modern tragedies through mm -hmm. his Pittsburgh experiences. Yeah. So I think there's a lot, and I'm just scratching the surface here, um, and I think there's a lot that Pittsburgh and the regional Western Pennsylvania writers really uh, have a lot to offer. From sports, from the world of sports journalism, will Myron Cope be included? <laughs> Of course, we okay. always want to include Myron. Okay, Cope. thank you. Because some of his <laughs> some of his early magazine stories are are outstanding. Um, well, I even have yeah. Andrew Carnegie on the list. Yes, Mr. Lisa was a, quite Mr. a facile writer. Mister Rogers, yeah. who wrote several things. Andy Warhol, Stephen Foster. These are all people that wrote uh, poetry, literature. We can we can expand it to nearly everything. Other than Sports Willa Cather and and Annie Dillard. Any other women writers? Uh, Rachel Carson. You mentioned, Mary yeah. Ro Mary Roberts Reinhardt, uh, Gertrude Stein, um, Marcia Davenport, probably, yeah. although she, she only spent a few years here, I believe. And, and, and not one of my 
favorite. It's a hard book to get through. I haven't read it. I have a copy of it. Um, I've been thinking of reading it. Out, out of this furnace by uh, Bell. Thomas Bell. Thomas Bell is very readable and mm-hmm. holds up very well. But I think that's with so many writers. What was fashionable in 1880 or 1980 might not be fashionable today. Might not be. And most of the time is isn't. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, in, in the last 60 seconds or so, um, is, is this a project that you think could take how many, how, how, how long do you anticipate this going? It I seems have, to me this is a bottomless well here, potentially. I, I have no idea. Okay. The, the more I research, the more I find. Okay. Pittsburgh has a long history of culture and literature and i mean you just gave me a name from mckeesport that <laughs> you know i'm gonna i'm gonna get my students on this over the next couple of days and see okay. what they can find out about this man so uh, I, you know it could be a, a book it could be a press yeah. it, it's it's a lot of things i'm, I'm really hoping it 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 uh i, I want to have a strong connection yeah. to this community and that's what we're kind of working with well as 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 it comes along i think we would enjoy hearing more about it and reading more about it as well. So uh, please come back and tell us more here uh, as things develop. Yeah, we'll definitely uh, keep you updated. And thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming in this morning. James Jap is Associate Teaching Professor of English at Penn State Greater Allegheny. Uh, we're talking about something called the Pittsburgh Literature Project. And uh, we will hopefully be following that in the uh, years to come to find out more about uh, writers that uh, maybe we haven't thought about for a long time, including Myron Cope, Yoy and Double Yoy. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our website at tubecityonline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, the Keysport PA, 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TubeCityOnline. Online.